So today we're looking at Galatians 3, verses 10 through 14. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. For the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised Spirit through faith. So in this section, Paul is laying out for us two alternatives, two alternative paths to get to God. And these verses concern the central issue of religion, which is how can we come into a right relationship with God. And here this is described in two ways. The first way is described as being justified before God, verse 11. And that's the exact opposite of being condemned by him, is to be declared righteous, to be put right, to be accepted. And then the second description is of a person who finds God is that they will live. And that's also verse 11. The righteous live by faith. So what do you live by? And this is pointing to life, not just in this age, but in the age to come, life everlasting, eternal life. And these two ways to God are the only two paths that there are. We cannot be in fellowship with God until we are in favor with him. That's one of the words there, favor. And the idea is that once we find his favor or find his grace, then we can have fellowship with him. So the whole question is, how can you enter into a favorable fellowship with God? And there's two answers. There's always been two answers. One that's a true path and one that's a false path. The first says that the only way God can justify or you can be put right is through the work that God does. So only God can justify. And the second implies that we can manage fine by ourselves. We can do it. We can accomplish it. The whole thrust of the book is which of those two paths is the true path. Are we justified, put right, by our faith or by our 
works. And here Paul is quoting from Deuteronomy 27, 26. Cursed be anyone who does not conform to the words of this law by doing them. And the answer that he adds is that all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. And he would have shocked the Judaizers by asserting that those under the curse are not just the ignorant, not just the lawless, not just those wild and crazy pagan Gentiles, as they imagine. So they assume that it's the ignorant, the lawless, the wild, the crazy, those who drink, smoke, cuss, and chew, or go with girls who do. They're the ones, of course, they're under the curse. But here he forces upon them the reality that they themselves are under the curse as well. He says it's quite true that the person who does these things, that's obeyed the law completely, will live by them. And that's true. The problem is nobody has ever completely done them, or no one can live by them. So the first supposed road to God through our own works of obedience to the law actually is a dead end because it leads us down a path that we can't accomplish or maybe tries to take us up a mountain we can't scale. And the alternative tells us that Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross what we could not do for ourselves. And the only way to escape the curse is not by our work, but by his. It's this beautiful verse that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. And the challenge of this passage is that we must renounce the proud folly of supposing that we can make ourselves acceptable to God. Instead, we have to come humbly to the cross where Christ bore our curse, where he became a curse, and we have to cast ourselves entirely upon his mercy. And if we're honest, that is the real scandal of grace. That's the real challenge of mercy. I've been thinking a lot about the line recently, how we all know that's more blessed to give than to receive. And in many ways, it's harder to receive than it is to give. There's many areas of life where you're much more comfortable giving grace to others than you are receiving it yourself. But there's many areas of life where we're more comfortable giving charity to others than receiving it ourselves. And why is that? Because in order to receive, we have to admit that we're needy. So think about this today. Why are those, from verse 10, why are those who rely on works of the law, why are they in trouble? You would actually think that'd be great. I'd love it for people to be more committed to the law. I mean, our society would be better, but why does he say they're actually in trouble? Why can we not escape the curse that Paul refers to in verse 10 or verse 13 by our own efforts? If that's true, how instead should we respond? How can we become open and honest and joyfully admit and receive what he freely gives? How can we live in the delight of our neediness, of needing him every hour? of admitting and owning that we need him. Let that be your anthem today. Oh, how we need you. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye. Heavenly host, praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen.
Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father. 